0: you're listening to the simple pen podcast Pinterest for business advice that goes down smooth and easy here's your host kate all there. Welcome back to another episode of the Simple Pin Podcast. I'm your host, Kate All. I'm the owner and founder of Simple Pin Media. We are a Pinterest management and marketing company. We help you find and convert your ideal person on Pinterest. Today, we're going to be talking about the Simple Pin story. This month, all month long in our Simple Pin Collective and here on the podcast, we're going to be talking about story and we're going to be talking about how your pins tell a story and how your keywords can tell a story and then what your business story is. So we're really going to be focusing on that story metaphor. And what a better way to do this than tell my story. I've been in business almost eight years. I've learned a ton about Pinterest. I've learned a ton about business, made a lot of mistakes, but I feel like I have a lot of wisdom to pass on in my story that we put into the podcast, we put into our teaching, and then we even put into our pins. So I want to talk a little bit about that broken down into five different categories. But before we do that, I want to just remind you that in this month, we are hosting our free five-day Pinterest challenge. challenge called a fresh take on Pinterest, how to spring clean your Pinterest strategy for 2021. We definitely want you to join this challenge. The last one that we had was so fun, so high energy, so creative, that we really want to make sure you get on on, in on this free training. So go to simplepinmedia.com slash 236 and you'll find the link in the show notes there to join our five day challenge. Okay, so let's get back to the Simple Pin story. When I started Simple Pin, I never envisioned this being a full-fledged company, or some would call an agency. It just never even occurred to me. I was in this place of just needing a side hustle. And I share in three previous podcasts about my growth journey. And we will link to those in the show notes too, so you can go listen to them. So I won't go deep into my origin story and how I got started. But I want to talk about the milestones that I've had in this business and what It has taught me what Pinterest has taught me, what my team has taught me. So there's five areas we're going to cover here. And that is pricing struggles I've had, hiring and firing, and personal life and business boundaries, how to stay educated and how to stay focused. I'm going to talk a little bit about each one of those and what I've learned along the way in these last eight years. And hopefully as you listen You'll hear some pieces of wisdom that you can put into your business or some aha moments. I always think learning from where other people from their journey is really important because you can take away certain elements that you can put into your business that maybe you wouldn't have thought of before. It's a different vantage point. I always love listening to that How I Built This podcast because they talk about their perspectives, their hindsight, and there's just so much to learn within that. So I hope as you listen to this today, as I cover these big major topics in my story, that it gives you some wisdom, passes on something to you, and I can spare you a little bit of the struggle because believe me, there are lots and lots of struggles. So number one, people really ask me a lot about how I set my prices. So what was it like to, you know, set your prices for you and then set your prices for a team and set your prices for your courses and your products? And one of the things that I have learned is to never lock in a rate for life, you will, in fact, regret that decision. And that's not to say we don't have some older clients that we still honor their low prices, but I wish I wouldn't have held so closely to this because I I just didn't envision having a team. So I thought, well, it's just me. I can always afford this low price. So in that sense, never lock in a rate for life. There's inflation. There's things that change. And you don't want to always be pigeonholed into that, especially as things change whether it's your product changes and all of a sudden you have to charge more or your service provider and things change based on what you can deliver to people so that would be in my number one takeaway there i've also learned that once you land on your rate or your price for your product don't waver on it no matter how much you think that you need to either lower the price or maybe you need to do something in for free in exchange for something. I even heard this the other day. Uh, My friend Jenny Melrose was talking on Instagram about how people will ask, you know, will you work for this bag of granola? Will you Write this blog post or you do these things. If you have a rate for which that you'll do sponsored content or you'll sell your product or you'll have people use your services, if you feel good about that, don't waver. And if you ever struggle with whether or not your pricing is set correctly, ask other people in your industry. There's a lot of great resources for product sellers, for service providers, or even bloggers, sponsored um, creators where you can get a lot of wisdom from that. Use that wisdom. And then also set your price based on where you're at. I could have never charged what I charge now four years ago, because I just didn't have the experience. I just didn't have the team. So I have really learned a lot about being confident in my pricing and being confident in who I am as it relates to what I charge for things. Okay, as some of you may or may not know, I have a fairly big team. I have 38 team members. Um, I love team building. I'm wired to build a team. It's one of my favorite things to do. I'm wired as a coach too. I love to ask questions. I love to get to the heart of the matter. And I love to help lead people down a path that helps them feel successful. It's not so much about my success or even Simple Pin Media's success, but it's about them feeling successful in the use of their gifts and talents and how it Benefits Simple Pin and therefore Simple Pin really grows. So I have heard this phrase before and I just don't think I've been very good at it. And that is slow to hire, quick to fire. This is really hard because I love people so much and relationships are so important to me. And one of the things I realized over 2020 was that I was chasing relationships that weren't really beneficial for me and they weren't beneficial for that person. And I really took away this idea that I really needed to think about what was best for both of us and not making it about being successful. So one of the things I lean into sometimes is I want things to be good between people. I want things to be successful. I want the relationships to look whole. But when I really stand back, I think, man, this is really not productive and it's not helpful. And so I need to let some people go to release them to do other things that they were meant to do. And so I have really tried to dig into that feeling in myself and understand that firing people isn't just about firing them. It sounds like such a big extreme word, but it is about letting them go to do something else. That's it. The number two thing is really hiring people that fit with your core values. We've changed our core values over this last year. We've actually taken two out to just have five, which seven was a lot anyway, but we're stuck with five now and those feel really good. And we have our people really align with these core values because we want that we want them to be successful here. We want them to be within simple pin for a long time. The other thing we use that is so important is I love Patrick Lencioni's book, The Ideal Team Player. He talks about three main components of a team player. And if you've never listened to his podcast, it's very good. Um, It's by The Table Group. And he talks about Um, teams in such a way to where everybody has to work in their working genius. He has this new assessment, too. I haven't taken it yet. But the three components are hungry, humble and smart. If you have team members who have those elements, you have a winning team. There's an assessment you can find online, but I highly recommend you read the book if you are at all interested in having a team of more than two people. Because it reads like a fiction book, you really hit the It really hammers home the point that sometimes somebody can be super qualified for a position, but they are not smart, or they're not humble. Usually somebody who is really a good smart fit for the position lacks humility. And that's a really important part of a team. So Leaning into how you hire people to fit within your ecosystem of your team, both in your core values, and then having those hungry, humble, and smart. Still, that being said, I would never shy away from having a big team. The idea of having 50 employees does not freak me out at all. I love it because I see each and every person that works for me as having this really amazing, amazing gift that maybe the team doesn't have that we need. And that's what we look for. We look for these puzzle pieces of people fitting in to really work hard here at Simple Pin. The next is, (laughs) this is a tough one. So personal life and business boundaries. I have learned so much in the last eight years about that. And the number one is imposter syndrome really started to take hold in my business when I started creating courses And I think it took hold at that point because I was looking at everybody else's business model and I saw all this quote-unquote money they were making and I thought, that's where I need to go. That's where I need to go. And it became so all-consuming for me and it was so difficult for me to get back to this place that I am today and realize the business that I have is where I need to take joy. The business that I have is where I need to be focused. And so capturing those thoughts of imposter syndrome or i'm not good enough and really letting them go and saying that's this is not for me i have this business that i focus on these are my strengths this is where we are going and getting such strong tunnel vision onto pinterest marketing onto our trajectory of where we're going in the next 3 to 5 years and staying that course but i know the moment it came in i know what my triggers are and i i, I don't i I don't unfollow people on Instagram because I don't like them. I unfollow it for me because I see something and it just sends me down this rabbit trail, this path that is just really unproductive for me. And so I am having to put in even more gates lately around that and the freedom has been amazing not to be able to think about anybody else's business, but to get so laser focused on simple pen. And that's where the joy is. And the next is hard stops in my day. I've talked about this in a previous podcast, but this is very important to me. And I think lately it's become harder and harder to create these hard stops. But I do not work in the evening at all. I do not check my phone after. Well, I, uh, let me say this. As I've grown to, I now have an executive assistant who checks my email and I very, very rarely get an email email. I do not check my email except for one time a day. And that is 2.30 in the afternoon, right before I'm ready to be done. And my executive assistant doesn't tell me about any emails that are in there unless they're really urgent, like a last minute meeting. But even if I have an email in there, that's pretty hard. She doesn't tell me about it. And that's actually good because it will derail my day. So I put a hard stop around email And then I also put a hard stopper on Facebook. I check Facebook from 2 to 2.30 because I get tagged in a lot of different things and my brain needs to go deep with my students. And so I need to bring everything into that without distraction. If I had Facebook open throughout the day, I would never get anything done, (laughs) period. It would be there would not be any production here at Simple Pin if I had Facebook open. The next is taking time off throughout the year to unplug. I really try to step away from my business one, two full weeks a year. So one is in March. I went on a spring break trip with my family. I don't check email. I don't check Voxer unless something's really important. But the way my business is structured now, the team is more than equipped to run without me. Absolutely. And then I take a week in the summer where I have no internet and no cell service. I actually can't even check those things unless I leave the campground that we're at. And that to me is both a business hard stop, but it's also a phone and social media hard stop to have a full week of just talking with people. And we're in a community um, as we're camping. So to have these conversations, to do bike rides, to sit by the ocean, It's just incredible. And you know what I find? I get the best ideas for business growth, like the best, because I'm both reading and talking with other people in different industries. I'm just really stepping back. The third is vision retreats. So there's a few ways. I'm not a vision board girl, just not my jam. But I did read the book Vivid Vision, and I loved it. I actually didn't read it. I listened to it. And I've heard from multiple people that the best way is to listen. Don't read because it's kind of boring. So first and foremost, in August of this last year, I did a full weekend away by myself. I was terrified because I am an extrovert. I do not like being alone. It was the hardest and the best thing I have ever done because I was wrestling with something pretty intensely and I needed to get clarity. And that brought the clarity that I needed and completely revolutionized the way we do business here at Simple Pin. Like overhauled it. We now function on what's called the EOS system from Traction. And I read Rocket Fuel. I moved somebody up into an integrator position. And we are now, it's like somebody has poured gasoline on the Simple Pin fire. It is amazing, amazing all because I took a weekend away and I took the risk to be alone. It was so worth it. The other two things, the other thing that I do is I have a mastermind that I go away twice a year with. One is stateside and one is usually in Mexico. We did not do our Mexico this trip. We did our uh, Florida trip due to uh, the pandemic and the borders. And those times are so full of... People just speaking into your business in a way that you can't see. And one of my favorite questions to ask people, in fact, I just got done coaching with my longtime coach, Jamie Masters, and I sent her three questions for our last um, coaching session. And she was like, you know what? Nobody's ever sent me questions on the last coaching session. But I was like, you know what? You have a front row seat to my business and I need to hear the things that you think about my business. So I ask people these questions. What is it that you see for my business? What's a dream that you see? I want to know what that is. What are some cautions that you have for my business? What are the things that you see that I keep getting tripped up in? And then what do you hope for my future of my business? So uh, what what do you see? How do you see it will grow in the future? Not just Kate grow, but the business grow. And I think having people who are willing to say those things to you is probably one of the best business things you can do. And most of the time it's free. You can just ask a group of people that you trust. What do you see in my business? Because you have blind spots, you are head down, you are focused. You are like, here we go. I'm going to build, build, build. And you can't, you don't look up a lot, right? Asking those questions from the people that are surrounding you the most in business will give so much life. It is tremendous value so I do a vision retreat once a year by myself, even though it's like nails on a chalkboard to me, I do end up enjoying it. And then I also do two mastermind trips um, for that are about week long for us to really sit around and talk about hard stuff. All right. This is a big one here. This is how do I educate myself to stay up to date on Pinterest? So when I was starting out, I would consume as much as I could, which there wasn't really a whole lot because it was 2013, 2014. Pinterest was really trying to break onto the scene, get seen, get known. And now everybody's talking about them. Now they're a public company. Now there's all these articles, right? So one of the things I do to stay up to date as a company is we have an educator on our team. This educator, um, a few people actually, they get Google alerts, and then we also subscribe to a bunch of email newsletters from uh, Pinterest, Pinterest Business, and then there's a few other tech newsletters too, and then we also stay up to date, up to st- up to date in some stock newsletters too as well. So we want to have all sides of Pinterest because our goal is to be. The second best place that you get education, the first would be Pinterest, but then we take what we learn about Pinterest and we kind of distill it down into actionable steps. Like, okay, what do you do with it? And our goal is to stay that resource so that when you think of Pinterest marketing and you think of how you're going to get information, we give that to you. So we have to stay up to date. So every single Sunday, actually every single Monday morning, that education document is dropped into our company And our company wide all gets to read this. And in fact, our collective students get this document. So if you are in our collective membership, you will get this in your Sunday email. It's much more detailed than what I release even in our weekly um, newsletter. Sometimes it's the same, but sometimes we go pretty deep on it with a lot of links. And I don't want to add that in to the newsletter because sometimes it's a little bit too much. But that is the best way for us to stay up to date on everything Pinterest. We consume webinars, we dissect them, we look at creators conferences, and we talk about them. And we talk about where Pinterest is going. And so my job is to take all of that and go, how can I inform our listeners? How can I inform our members and our clients? And then how can I plan for the future? What does it look like eight to nine months in advance on Pinterest? And what do I see coming down the pike? How do I really take what I think Pinterest is doing and start to create a plan that will help people start to shift and form and move and change? And the last eight years has taught me that Pinterest does not stay the same. And so we need to be ahead of the curve. We need to be forward thinking. We need to be consuming as much education as we can so we can really bring those make the pathway clear really for you all so that you know what to expect on Pinterest. The last is focus. One of the hard things for me is that I am highly driven to achieve. And sometimes that makes me really distracted because I want to complete a lot of tasks because my high follow through, I I used to joke that um, tenacity is like my worst enemy because I can't leave anything undone. So if I start a closet clean out, I have to complete it and I will complete it to my detriment sometimes. And sometimes that can happen here at Simple Pin is I get so focused on something that I don't look up. But the advantage to that is I am so focused on the Pinterest marketing niche. I have been asked more times than I can count If I will do Facebook, if I will do Instagram, if I will do email marketing, nope, I will simply always stay focused on Pinterest. And that is hard because you see people in your industry who step away from Pinterest or they get burnt out on Pinterest or they get bored with it and they start going down different paths. And one of the things I've committed to is staying solely focused on Pinterest. That is how we help people really elevate their business by making sure we are educated, we are ahead of the curve and we are taking all of that and bringing it to you. So, there you go. There is the last 8 years and I hope for another 8 years of learning, but the things that I have learned in growing this business and it has been both a joy and a struggle and really difficult and really painful, but I would never, ever take it away for anything. I would do it all over again. And to those of you who are growing your business, I would love for you to take some time today and just go back through and write down some of your most important lessons. Those lessons, sometimes we easily forget because we're getting super busy or it's like if you have kids and sometimes people say, oh, you're going to need to write this cute quote down or this cute thing that they did because you're never going to remember it. And you didn't believe them because you thought I will always remember it. And now you don't. I think that's the same in business, is to have these markers where you know you learned something, where you know that you became a better business owner as a result of what you just went through. And I will tell you that I have written those down. I have some of them on my wall. I know what they are, and half of them are good, half of them are bad, but they shape who Kate is as a business owner today. And that is what I am so excited about. I want to tell you a little bit too, um, at Simple Pin, we have also, here's another learning lesson. I didn't think about this, but um, I have been for years looking for a place to really teach people how to do what I do in the best way. And there's been a few iterations and we decided at the end of the day that the teaching that I do and helping people become better Pinterest Agency owners or Pinterest company owners are scaling their Pinterest marketing business it has to be done separate from simple pin media. So I've started a separate branch that is kateall.com. That's where I'm going to be talking about leadership, about business growth, about how to really level up your business so that you can be the best business owner that you know how to be. I'm going to be taking all of these lessons, all of these tips and tricks. I'm going to bring it over there. I'll be writing a blog um, post probably once or twice a month. I hope for more, but I'm also trying not to overextend myself. But that's where I'm going to be really taking a lot of these life lessons and more of my story. I'm going to be putting it over there at kateall.com. I'll have a bi-weekly newsletter. You'll see it at the top when you go over there. I'd love for you to sign up. I'd love for you just to read about what I'm doing. It's not going to be Pinterest focused. That's what Simple Pin Media is for. It's going to be solely focused on growing your agency business and learning what you can to be a better business owner that's a service provider. I can't speak to being a course creator. I've done it. I've closed it. But I can speak to what it's like to growing an agency, working with a team, leadership, who you are, how you're wired. So join me over there for that conversation at kateall.com. For those of you that want the show notes, links to books I talked about, go to simplepinmedia.com/slash two three six and you can get the links to those books. Alrighty, thanks so much for listening.